What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the In The Round Podcast. It's your boy, Matt Burrill, and today, a very special edition, episode number 100. We're officially legit. We have made it to 100 episodes. And for today's episode, we've got the crew on, uh, some guys that have been around what I do within the round, some guys that are sponsors, but more so just family. They're basically heavily involved in the round. It's kind of crazy to even call them sponsors, but we have a really good thing going. And we also have Sweet Boy on camera today as well. So y'all are in for a real treat. Uh, got to shout out the sponsors, I guess you can say. We got two of them sitting right here. We got our boy Wales with Whale Tail Media. If you've been a fan of In the Round, you know all about what Wales does, what his crew does back home in South Carolina here in Nashville, Tennessee. Whale Tail Media always getting it done. If you're getting hitched, they do weddings as well. So music, weddings, business, whatever. Look up whaletail.com. Look up Whaletail Weddings as well. Next, we got our boy Mitch Wallace with The Digital Marketing Agency. His logo is a bear. You can't find The Digital Marketing Agency on Instagram because he doesn't know what to post. Yeah, McElwain's <laughs> got it on his on his shirt. Uh, sweet boy. But be sure to check out our boy Mitch Wallace. And then last but certainly not least, we've got our boy Grady Saxman with Saxman Studios out there in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. Great music at a great price. Um, they're good dudes. Uh, Grady is the man, so be sure to check him out. Visit Saxman Studios. And once again, my name is Matt Brill. This is the In The Round Podcast, and i um, very stoked to have this episode coming to you all today. Nick, you could just fade that music down or hit pause on it, or whatever you want to do. Do a smooth fade. We got Nick Gorman, our uh, sound guy at Live Oak, and our sound guy with Trey. There you go. You just, that was a quick perfect. fade. That was a quick yeah. fade. Nice and perfect but yeah perfect shout out nick shout out, shout, nick, out Go- nick. shout out nick gorman our favorite mass hole as we like to say um at our rounds at uh, over at live oak but yeah guys um episode 100 it's crazy to think that i've done a hundred of these some of them with my good my good buddy um tyler lasard aka boudreaux who's Still, uh, still a good buddy. I haven't seen him in a while, but um, it's crazy to think. Starting out, we used to do this at his first episode was at his kitchen table, at his little this little shack. There were five guys living in this like three or four bedroom house off yeah. of Charlotte Pike, and uh, we had Colton Parker who plays bass. He used to play with um, he was was with Hunter Hayes for a while. He's part of that that jam group, the Network, and um, had a deal with Seagull for a little bit. And uh, he was our first guest. So to see it from there, where we're sitting in a kitchen table, the where we were in Boudreaux's basement with these fucking cats. We had the podcats, Cake yep. and Felix. Mm-hmm. They used to we had a, we did an episode with Carly Rogers back in the day, and the Carly ended up being petrified of cats, and the cats could sense that were like climbing on her. <laughs> they were legit oh, no. climbing on her. I think we have photos somewhere. Sounds of awful. You still cats. got a, a video on YouTube of. Uh her doing a, doing one of her songs. I think it was her dark hair days too. Yeah, dude, that was back. Carly was one of the first people that I met in town. I actually met her at Doghouse one night, and um, she told me that she was a nurse, and she paid me. She'd let me have a slice of her pizza to watch her pizza to make sure nobody took it. And that was like my second week in town. But we had her on. We she had, was a she, nurse. She said she was a nurse. She ended up being so. Ended up being. She ended up being Carly Rogers, but she was drunk and told <laughs> told my stoned ass that I that she was a nurse, and I, I, I fucking believed her. It's the best um, way to describe her. She's Carly Rogers. All right. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, it's been it's been cool to watch this thing grow and have you guys involved with it. And Wales, you've been with us the the longest for doing this thing. You and me met at the Buckhead Theater. I want to say. Oh yeah, dude, in Atlanta. I, we were uh, as a show in Muscadine. I come rolling in, and I I had already been working with Muscadine before. You were with the whole crew, and yeah, I walk in and I see this smiley dude with a Yankee hat. I'm like, all right, well, nice. He's just happy, happy to be there. And I was like, great to meet you, man. And I'm, I'm Wells. And he's like, I'm, I'm Matt from New York. 
<laughs> yeah, dude. I, I really embraced the token Yankee thing with them because they're. I mean, at that time they were playing "Shut Your Mouth." If you ain't for, if you ain't about the South, shut your mouth. And I was like, "Well, I'm from the North, but I'm gonna roll with you guys anyway." <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude. And it, and you moved to town when it was what twenty. So I officially moved to Nashville, and it was July of 2020. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but I, but I was of kind of like uh, back and forth for a little while, like for like at least a year, year and a half. Um, but yeah, I moved right in the middle of COVID. I was like, screw it. And it's crazy. I moved as soon as I moved, it was just like busy. Cause I think the problem was like, not problem. The good thing was everyone was off the road. So everyone yeah. was trying to figure out how can we stay relevant? How can we do things? So creating content was kind of the only thing to really do at the time instead of going on tour. So yeah, it kind of works out great for me. Yeah, and we had a yeah. landmark event, quote unquote, our um, our our super spreader, <laughs> the super spreader, the super spreader, the whale the tail infamous. We, yeah, the, the first ever whale tail takeover when we packed out Live Oak when bars weren't getting packed out again yet, and some were, but we weren't paying the fifteen thousand dollars fines that they Dude, were playing down. On it was Broadway. crazy because nutty night. We announced that, and like it was the talk of the town because everyone was like, "Oh, this is the first round like live music thing back." And so, like, even when it was happening that night, everyone was just so pumped because we were just like, oh, we're back. Like, COVID's over. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> the next week, everyone <laughs> test positive. <laughs> July of 2020, we did that thing. It was wild. We've done some takeovers since then. We've gotten to collaborate on a lot of stuff and got to, me and Matt, me and Sweetboy actually both got to go and watch uh, a, you do a, your, one of your latest uh, videos with Mr. Colby Cooper. Oh, yeah. Y'all yeah. been a part of a ton of production. Oh, all especially the trade Trey stuff. When, like, when am I getting on payroll over here? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, that's the thing. It's like you build, that's the good thing about Nashville is you build a network of people that it's like, oh, I need, you know, someone to help with this job or this job. And it's like one call away to have someone, you know, jump on it and be happy to help. So shout yeah. out to y'all for always being Dude, ready to sh roll. Shout out, shout out yeah. to you, bro. And it's kind of wild. Like we're all connected through what happened December of 2020 or a little bit before that. I want to say with what went on at that, your old house, Mitch, uh, with Canberra the, court, baby, the Canberra court, man, without that house is a, is a big part of country music in the year where a lot of country music didn't happen. And we met on the kickball field, I believe, mm. or were you, or did you not even no, go and play no, kickball? No. I didn't play kickball back then because I was working in a construction. You were working in so like, I didn't know you were you ever yeah. worked in construction. Well, construction hiring. Oh. I wasn't doing like the hard stuff. I was in an office. <laughs> but that and selling three wheelers. <laughs> yeah, and, and flipping three wheelers. Flipping three wheelers and cars. Yeah, no, we first met um I think it was with maybe Ella. You had her on the podcast. Oh yeah. And she was like, Hey, this Matt Burrell guy wants me to do the podcast. Uh what are you doing today? Will you go with me? And I was like, Yeah, sure. And we got there. And you were like, yeah, come downstairs. And we walked down like a bunch of stairs. And I was like, man, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And we went in this like little basement room that was like the, the size room. of like yep. a bathroom. Yeah. And you were like, here's Boudreaux. And, <laughs> and then there was like this sketchy couch. And like, dude, yeah. it was such a sketchy room. I was like, what is happening, dude? Yeah, that was the place I lived during 2020. So I actually, funny enough, bringing up Carly Rogers again. So I was living in Laverne. And then I left Laverne, went home, or not home, went to Delaware. Then on my aunt and uncle's farm in East Tennessee. Then they saw Super Spreader and were like, yeah, you can't stay here with us anymore. So I had nowhere what? to go. I was actually talking to Wells. There was a chance I was going to live with you and Brian. 
at one point. Like I was talking with you guys for a second and then I wasn't able to have a spot, but I was like, I got to get out of this house in Laverne. So I lived on, in Carly Rogers' spare bedroom at that time. And then I moved from there into that house where we did the podcast with Ella in Antioch, yeah. where you play, yeah, yeah. Where you play shot, um, gunshots or fireworks at night. Shout out Murfreesboro Pike. Yeah. <laughs> that's a fun game. <laughs> but yeah, that, so that was where we first met. I didn't meet you at Yeah, I believe so. That. No, yeah. That's that's the first time I remember ever like seeing you. If I mean... But my memory's awful, so I have no idea. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember the first time I met any of you, to be honest. But yeah, that's yeah the I first, definitely don't know when we met. Huh, that's for the sure. first thing I remember was like the sketchy dungeon basement podcast. Yeah, I don't remember. I think we met at was Trey Show and Wendell's in Wendell? Anderson. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, the one that got shut down earlier. Yeah, the, it was the, they they shut it down, but they were like, "We're going to let Trey play Dick Down Dallas." Ten minute Freebird yeah. version. Trey and gets, he played it for like fifteen <laughs> minutes. <laughs> well, well, yeah, because I remember it was you. BZ was there. Yeah. Was Paige there with you guys too? Um, no, Paige was. She had to do something back up here. Okay, so, so I think it was you, Sam, and you guys had a few yeah. other few other friends with you. Yeah, I think I want to say my sister was there and yeah, uh, Sam's wife, Alex. Yeah, yeah. I Is that a guys, hometown show for you? Yeah, Ander- like Anderson, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was like right in the like the hard like I think Dick Down Dallas had been out for like maybe was, a month or two. Yeah, I think we yeah, talked about long. this not too long ago. It was uh, February, right? February yeah. of twenty twenty one. Yeah, so a couple months and I was like, I, I gotta go to the show in my hometown of the Dick yeah. Down Dallas show and I remember like rolling up to Wendell's and like everyone like knew that I was there and they were like, Oh, this is so cool. Like you were part of that. And I'm like, dude, this is just crazy for all of us. Yeah, like, dude, yeah. So many people Sold in out. that small room, shout out to Jackie and the crew at Wendell's. They are top notch and great. And that situation could have gone a whole nother way. But I think Trey getting up there before the crowd had time to react saying, but the owner, but whoever, I think it was the sound guy got up there and said, Hey guys, unfortunately we're getting shut down before the crowd could even boo. The band starts playing. Trey gets up there, screams, fuck this shit, lifts his shirt up and plays. And then we do that meet and greet up. It was pouring rain. It was just a wild, Dang. wild night. Then you've been at the blind horse with us too. Yeah, that but that was a little bit like after that the was fact. a little bit later. Yeah. yeah, and that was crazy to see too because I've seen like plenty of people come through the blind horse and there was just as many people as y'all show that I've seen for yeah. you know num- numerous people. So that was wild. We got that we got to see the full. That was my first like full Trey Lewis band experience yeah. show. Yeah, hopefully um, it was good. Yeah, oh, that was green. <laughs> nah, that, was great. That, was a, yeah. that was a really good night. That was the first time we had girls yeah. get get Trey's name and DDID tattooed on their ass. Shout out to the two bartenders. Tattooed? Yeah, tattooed. They have just says Trey Lewis DDID on the right There's, ass cheeks. Yeah, there's several. Dang, that's forever. That was, the, that was the first one though. Was was in uh, was in Greenville, but no, the first kid was on TikTok. Well, on the first arm. kid was on. I'm talking about the I'm talking about the the critters, the the yeah. girl, the girls at the show. I think they were actually <laughs> the bartenders girls. there. So we're gonna see them in a few and in like a month or two. We're going back. Out oh, you are going, you are going back. We're doing yeah. uh, Coyote Joe's. And blind horse oh, back nice. to back. That'll be fun in November. Um, Cody Joe's is good. Yeah, Cody Joe's is the shit. But like we were talking about, we're we're all kind of connected through this, through what happened December of 2020, which going back to September, October of 2020, impact was within the round where we had Trey play our round and Nikki T took the video. And at that time, yeah. Trey's big on this thing called TikTok. At the time, he was there weren't a lot of Nashville was finally just starting to get into TikTok, but you right. were kind of ahead of the curve on that. Yeah, I With mean, the social media stuff. I've always studied like marketing and, and things happening in the social world. And, you know, TikTok was called Musically before. So it's been a thing before TikTok. It got bought and changed to TikTok. And I was just kind of paying attention to it. Like, I, I follow a lot of people in LA and New York that are marketers. And it was obvious that it was becoming a thing. And I don't know, Dick Down in Dallas was a joke in the house. Yeah. And, it, you know, we played it at bonfires, as all of us have heard. And, 
you know, I was just like, hey, put this on TikTok, dude. Like, this could work. Talk about the the trip to Chili's. The infamous trip to Chili's. Yeah, so uh, we all went to Chili's. Me, uh, Clay Barker, Matt McKinney, and Trey. And on the way to Chili's, we were playing the song. We were joking. We were laughing. When I say the song, I mean like the demo. It's like some other random guy singing. I don't even know who it is. I think it was Brent. It was Brent. Brent yeah. Gafford. Cool. Well, cool. I think we. I think they cut it out, but we... So it, it was wasn't only, a random guy. Yeah. It was one of the writers then. No, I didn't think it was one of the writers singing it. No, yeah, I think it was Brent. I mean, that okay. was their, their COVID cowboy uh, Cool, then it wasn't a random guy. It was Brent, one of the writers. Yeah. And I remember turning the volume down. I was like, hey, listen, this song is catchy. And if you put it out, I think I would pay money for it. And other people would pay money as well. And... We just kind of laughed about it and turned the music back up and kept going. And we got to the restaurant and I was like, Trey, Trey always says, I don't give a shit about shit. And I was like, dude, if you really don't give a shit about shit, put this song out. Like, just give it a shot. Do it. Why not? What can you lose? And nothing ever came of that. I think it was maybe the next day I was sitting in the living room and Trey came in there and he was like, fuck it. Make me a TikTok and handed me his phone. And I was like, well, all right. So uh, we made a TikTok and we started recording uh, putting Dick Down Dallas on there, and nobody cared at all um, until he started playing it at rounds. And Nikki T recorded, and it blew up. And you know, dude, we played that song during COVID. Um, after he he'd made several TikToks, we played it at a Blue Room outside. That's the only place they would let us play. Yeah, we played it. I think ten times one night. He's like, somebody's going to listen to this damn song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you made a TikTok at Blue Room. That that was actually yeah. one of the first like weeks or two that, that Airbnb. We did it. Yeah, he's like, he's like, like very, record very this. soon. Yeah. yeah, was that like before it was out or before it was oh, out? Yeah, yeah. It was when this is when we were getting like forty views on TikTok it's, of Dick Donald. Well, I remember like when Trey did the first t- TikTok of it. It was like right after. I guess he played it at the round before we really started pushing it, right? Right at, right at the same time, yeah. And I remember he posted, and he's like, if this gets so and so many views, like, I'm going to drop it. And I remember like the, one of the first TikToks like, didn't really do anything. I was, like, I was like, dang, like, I want this song to come out. And then I think one of the first ones that really popped was just like in the studio, I guess. It like, was in the studio, yeah. yeah. Where put, so the guy's putting the hand up. It yeah. blew up on at the round with the Nikki T's video, and then we put – he went straight to the studio, recorded it. We posted a video of that. And it was a professionally shot video. Did you shoot that? No, I think uh, Bonner shot that. Somebody shot that, and it looked really good, and we posted it, and it went like millions. We woke yeah, up the next that day. That was the one that had like, like three what? and a half mil. It was crazy. Yeah. That, that was kind of the And then everyone started like, using the sound, and yeah. that's when yeah. it like really and, and took then, off. And then the reaction videos going around town and all that. But it's but it's crazy just how, like, because that's how, that's how I met Sweet Boy over here. I met McElwain yeah. was through that first run through um, through Statesboro and Savannah. But then I'd already known you, Wales, and Trey was like, ooh, like, the music video thing, and then I end up being old. What's his name in the goddamn video? Yeah, that was I'm, great. I'm thinking I'm there. I'm thinking I'm there helping out with lights and helping yeah. out with all this stuff. It's and usually what happens Wales, in Wales is Chuck. Wales, Wales is like Wales. Wales Trey's like, so you ready to be old? What's his name? And I'm like, what? And he's like, oh, you better get to smoking. So I was like, I, I went well, out. The, and- the, the thing is, like, the whole time when like Trey and I talked about doing the video. He, we were just trying to figure out what we're doing. I was like, we have to do something like at least like somewhat, you know, yeah, yeah. vulgar enough, you know, keep it like, you know, family, you know, not really family friendly, but you know. <laughs> and he's like, I was like, well, who do you want to be like the guy that, well, what's his name? And I was like, he's like, oh, Brill. And so, my, and, so and, <laughs> but, but he's known this for like a week, like a week or two. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, great. And then we get, and like, I thought he'd already told you. 
and I let you know I, about I it. I thought I was there to and help, then, to assist. And I wasn't even a merch guy or a tw- I wasn't even anything within Trey's yeah. business at that point. I was just I a remember sober that buddy. And you, sh- and you show up and I'm like, all right, Matt, so you know what you're doing, right? And you're like, what do you mean? <laughs> and Trey's like, yeah, I didn't really tell him. And I'm like, well, you're going to be the guy. Dude, dude running, running in the cold. And my freezing. boxers oh, and my yeah. fucking titties are bouncing. There, we, yeah. I, took, I took like twelve takes. I think I think because because for some reason I think you know Trey or whoever was like looking at the camera and kept messing up. So Matt had to keep running down the stairs. <laughs> I think we did it like ten times. No, yeah. how they were throwing it, the clothes. It yeah, was throw, messing up throwing yeah, the clothes. Throw the, yeah, the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Matt, freezing. Matt is in his boxers and Shrinkage, his shirt yeah. off, and he's just running. And it was like ten degrees. It was so cold. <laughs> yeah, that was a great that was a great time though. And looking back on that, like from that video on, it's like things kind of things kind of adjust, like changed. You know, yeah, yeah, like yeah, for, sure. for everyone. Really especially, really. we're going going. I I found a new employer and started working with Trey and working alongside this guy and got to, was hanging out. I found myself hanging out at the house a lot more with you. And then the round started progressing more and more after that as well. Which it, I think the coming back out of COVID with that first whale tail takeover was what really propelled the round to get to that next level. Yeah, was it us being the ones back. Well, we were like ballsy enough to be like, we're just gonna just gonna do it, you know? Yeah, because like we kept doing them. I think right, yeah, it, like yeah. we're not the takeover, but just like. Rounds. We kept doing rounds, at, yeah. you know, every and, other Tuesday. And remember the first round after Dick Down came out, Alex and Trey's birthday party. Yeah, that wasn't even like an in the round thing. That was a, that was on a Thursday night. We happened to get it, um, and they didn't have Grindhouse going on that night. And it was me and Nick. It was, it was Whale. You you helped design that flyer, so yep. you were on there too. So it was Whale Tail in the round and Ray's rowdy. That's right. Trey and Maxwell's birthday party. And I remember McKinney coming up to me like it was. I remember Maxwell calling me at like four thirty, being like, "Is there people there yet?" And I was like, "Yeah, bro. There's already a fucking line. It's like four thirty five o'clock." And it was like everybody was wondering about this Dick Down in Dallas thing. It was literally two days after it came out. It was that Thursday because it came out that Tuesday night or that Monday night, whatever. And um, I remember McKinney coming up to me and giving me a hug and being like, bro, I think I just got a pub deal. Like people coming up like that night was just fucking nuts. So it's like that whole time period was just wild. There's definitely like those like special nights that happen in Nashville that it's like, oh, like you couldn't have scripted this. And like that night, I just I mean, even thinking about it gets me chills like seeing like because like i remember trey was playing like all of his you know some other songs and like, he played believer dude like f- right before did down dallas and I, I was just like my parents were actually in town yeah. and i just remember like dude this dude's like on top of the charts right now and dude, like the, just like coming from yeah. where he was like yeah. it's crazy the, the eruption yeah. of the room after the first chorus of believer was yeah. just like what the fuck like this is big yeah. this yeah. is fun so now to see where, where what we're all doing now, and it's like you guys are both in the in the content game. You're doing you do a lot of like the videos and things like that. You're very much on the social media thing. What's it like working in that world with like all the content shit Dude, and where you guys are at now? It's it's crazy, man. I tell people all the time. It's like I love music, especially country music, but yeah. I have zero musical talent in my body. Yeah, same. I can't same. sing. <laughs> if I sing, like I'm like people are like shut up, like you're yeah. awful. Yeah, and I can't. You know, I can't. I'm just, that's not my thing, but I love it. So for me to be able to have an impact on this whole world, of, you know, this industry, it's for me, it's like, it's a job when you're growing up, you don't even think it's even a possible thing. So now it's like, you know, every day it's just like living a dream pretty much. Yeah. I mean, the exact same. I can't sing. I have no talent. I can't play a single instrument, but, you know, seeing someone's dream and being a little part of making it 
become reality is what makes the content worth it. It's like, this is cool. Yeah. That's, and yeah, go ahead. you know, and it's, it's such a, like he said, it's not really a job that, you know, can be a job. So like when you do it and you end up being good at it and then you see like a super talented artist, like reflect back at you and they're like, dude, that's amazing. You're like, Oh, okay. Like this is, I, I, this is just regular for me, dude. Your music is amazing. Like this is nothing. And then, you know, seeing the excitement around the content is cool. Yeah. I, I think it's, you know, one of the most fulfilling parts is like seeing the impact it makes. Yeah. And it's like knowing like, wow, like the work that, you know, we were able to do or the content we were able to make is actually helping this artist, you know, propel their career. And, you know, especially when millions of people get to see something, it's like, wow, like, like, I don't even, you can't even imagine like how many people a million people are like, and you it's know, crazy. you see the number it's like, Oh, like that's a lot. But then you think about it. It's like, especially when you're out and people are like, Oh, like I've seen that video. I've seen that. It's like, wow, like this really is like impacting people's lives, you know? It's yeah. it's an unreal feeling to see something you, you know, made hit millions of views. And like, I don't, I can't speak for Wells, but I read all the comments, bro. Like I'm oh, like, I'm you, just, yeah, you, <laughs> I, you know, so I like know that more than just the artists are reading those comments. Like, and, and when you see that one person that's like, man, this is a super dope video. Yeah, like, people yes. don't realize how much, like, um, I, I'd never been a part of a music video until Trey stuff. And now like I've, I wasn't in the video, but at the Colby Cooper thing, that was a long day. And I was only there for like five hours of yeah, it. Yeah, I was shuttling those guys around on the Dylan Marlowe, uh, Dylan Marlowe little bus that he's got, that yeah, white bus. Shout out them. Dylan. Um, I know because uh, one of Colby's managers, Chase, actually his brother, but his manager too. Who's badass. Chase is, is that awesome. whole crew was awesome. Yeah, of course, like three days before the shoot, he's like, hey, like all the guys aren't going to be able to ride the bus. So can you like get us transportation for eight people to get around the music video and i'm like I don't, i'm not a tour manager like i don't know how to do this i'm here to shoot the video i was like i'm here to do it i mean but like that's the thing like when you get to these levels of like videos like that you don't you don't think about like that's part of the production like you gotta yeah there's so much more than just lighting the scene and telling them what to do and like it's like how we're we gonna get lunch for everyone how are we gonna get somewhere to go to the bathroom like transportation and like you know everything so it's like there's a lot more that goes into it than you really think. And, like, especially as you grow with the production. You yeah, know? like, to see what was, like, thinking back to Whale Tell starting out. Because you started out by doing some, what, was it, like, hip-hop videos or rap videos down in Atlanta? Yeah, you I mean, like. For a brief yeah. No, but I remember, because I remember there were nights where you would always, like, during COVID, especially when videos would come out, you'd have some friends over to watch the premieres of these videos when the songs would come out. Like, oh, with yeah. Muscadine, It was a Dylan thing. We would, that. back over when I was living in Hermitage with Elijah and Brian Fuller, we would every every time someone had like a song coming out or like a video, we would because like the bars weren't open, so we Dude, couldn't go yeah, out. Yeah, it was having a fire in the back. So we would have I a party, yeah. and like when I mean, y'all all probably came yeah. over, and we would watch the video and listen to the song, and then start listening to, you know, get put in demo jail. Or, or, and and we, yeah. but we, but you, you were showing a lot of your old videos yeah. from back in the day. Yeah, I mean, I was doing some like you know some rap like hip hop stuff in Atlanta, like a lot of stuff I was just doing for free. Cause yeah, I was this like, on YouTube. I gotta go find oh, this. Oh yeah, yeah. Shout out one guy specifically, my boy Magnell. He uh, is in Atlanta, like killer artists like rapper and everything and we did like four videos together look them up youtube but to see how your production has grown now because you have the whole wedding side wedding wedding thing going too which yeah. i know is a bit is a big thing as well back home in south carolina like how your business has grown from just you and then you bring in a friend along and then now your sister's in it and now you've got like a whole yeah i mean what's it like growing a business like that it's a lot stressful yeah <laughs> very stressful especially when other people is like you know, livelihoods are depending on, you know, making sure the business stays afloat, you know. 
But uh, no, it's actually like super fulfilling as well too because you you know when you run a business like to grow you have to take chances and it's yeah. like oh I have to if I want to grow I need to probably add more people and like I mean I'm even the same place now I'm like oh, I need people over here in Nashville helping me out but it's like you have to invest in people and really believe in them and like at first like you're gonna take a cut of the money that you think you know you're gonna make to be able to grow so it's like yeah. the whole take a step backwards to go two steps forward but no I mean it's crazy like. It's cool that people like are rallying behind what we're doing. Like people want to be a part of it. People want to just support. See those hats yeah. everywhere. No, those I mean that's, hats. That was my whole like goal with the whole hat thing. Was just like, dude, I just want people to feel that they're part of the team. You know, like, yeah. you, you may not even be an artist. You may not even be in video. You just may like like to be a fan, I guess. And it's yeah. like that's what I want people to like rally behind. It's like, oh, just support the brand and like, you know, just feel that they're part of it. Yeah, and that's something you've been doing too. You've got that new pine. What is so pine company wearables? What the fuck? What, what does pine mean? Alabama pines? Like, yeah, it so it's just to represent like you know where we're from. It's it's me and one of my best friends, uh, Chad Norman. So shout out Chad. Uh, you know, when I was like seventeen, me and Chad started a clothing company, and we made like shirts and stuff. It was fun back then. And Chad has actually had Pine Company for the past six years. Like, it's just been for fun. He's made hats that he thought looked cool, and we've given them out to our friends for free. Just kind of like to build a family. Like, we've just yeah. done it for fun. Hey, we like these hats. We don't want to buy other hats. Here's what we like. Take them. Let's, you know, let's wear them. And I've always thought it was dope, and I've always pushed Chad to the next limit. I'm like, yo, let's sell them. Let's sell them. Let's market them. Let's sell them. And he called me about a year ago and was like, hey, dude, I'm ready. Like, and, and I want you to be a part of the team. Like, let's do it together. Um, kind of like we did the clothing company back when we were younger. And... So that's kind of what's happening now. You know, we did our first release uh, about a month ago. We've sold out of almost all of the hats. Let's go. Um, that's so not that's, easy. That's huge. That's been a fun, like, you know, paying attention to what people like and don't like. Um, so I, I have two hats left. I think I have, like, two more of each still on the website. So Pineco go, go Wearables. Go buy them. Go buy them. Pinecompanywearables.com um, or follow us on Instagram. But uh, it's been fun, dude. It's just kind of like a side project. Like, just something fun to wear. Uh, you know, when I moved into country music, I realized how important hats are. Yes. I never Love wore a hat, hat before. <laughs> Love my hats. Yeah, like, I never wore a hat. Like, I was always, like, a hair guy. Like, I, I, I like my hair, so I just never did it. And I moved here, and I realized that's how you represent what you do. And, like, shirts, not so much, you know, but the hats are what everybody wears. Like, if you see somebody's hat, you can go ahead and affiliate them with something in this town. So I realized how important that was, and I was like, dude, let's attack this hat game. Um, so that's kind of what it is. We're just having fun, doing oh, yeah. what we want, what we like. I feel like it's one like day at a time. we all kind of have that entrepreneurial spirit, you know, like with you. Yeah. Like you, start, yeah. you wanted to start the podcast. Like, well, I, well, I started the podcast because of radio. I couldn't get a job in radio. You <laughs> know? But, but and still, you like to talk. But yeah, still, exactly. It's yeah. true. You're like, I like to do this, so I'm going to go do it myself, you know? And yeah, I think. Yeah. We all have that spirit. It's like, you know, we might as well just take advantage of an opportunity. Well, you have to take the leap just to be in this room in this <coughs> town right now. We could have all went to college or stayed home and worked for the state digging holes. Yeah. Hell, what I so, did when I moved to town was tell him, I was like, dude, you're missing out on filming this and putting it on YouTube. Like, I was like, I can do it. Like, it's yeah. going to be a lot of work. And then, thankfully, Trey, you know, has this now and yeah, he lets us right. use it. And it, it helps me out a lot now on the back end of things. Like, he does all the audio for what y'all hear on the podcast side of things but all the video the clips are done by 
Mitch over here, and I do yeah, the YouTube yeah. stuff. He's on here. Wells, he's a sponsor. He does a lot of stuff those, over. Does all the flyers and yeah. all the flyers and graphics. Dude. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Luke that works for me. He yeah, does all the clips. Yeah, Luke does a great job with the clips and all that stuff. And it, it's been cool to have a have a team because when it started with me and Boudreaux, it was just. We we didn't all the social media posts was was it was a picture of me and Tyler usually Tyler holding one of the cats and and whoever the whoever the guest was you know so now to see it like grow and you and I have met met multiple yeah. times when you first moved here because about you, how to grow this thing yeah because like you were doing just the podcast at first and then um, I guess you started you're like I don't know how it came to be but you're like I'm, I'm going to do this around and and I remember coming to like one of the very first couple of those and I was like dude. I'm not gonna just bring my camera and take some photos because, like, you need to have some good like content of people playing you, you around. Did, you did one that Gary and Charlie had played. That's right. That's because yep. you, you had been mm-hmm. in town. I think yeah. that was when you guys did you guys shoot the Damn I Need a Dirt Road video. It may have been. It was around yeah. that time. It, it was definitely something before something. I had moved. Yeah, definitely yeah. before I had moved. Because that's the thing. I, like when you were starting, I wasn't even living here, so I was trying to like plan when I was like coming. Like if I had a open Tuesday night, because I didn't know anyone really in Nashville yeah. other than the people I worked with. So I was like, I'm gonna go to. Midtown, like the Mumbrian, and I'm gonna go try to like meet people. Like, I just wanted to like shake hands, and it's crazy how quickly you can like. I tell people all the time, it's like, dude, just like go out and shake hands because it's it's crazy how quickly you can feel like you're a part of the community just by showing face. You know. Yeah. What was the hardest part for you guys about moving to town? I'll ask McElwain first because he's uh, the, new, the newest one to town. Well, I've only been here a year, and I only moved. Like it, it's crazy. I, I do tell people now, I used to not be a big believer that you had to be here to get things done. But as a musician now, like being here and considered, you know, considered a pro at what do we do? But like, you have to, you got to be in this town. If you want to work like any, any gig really, like, and there's multiple things you can do. It's like, I've, I've got here and I mean, it didn't take me six months that I do have a steady, my normal steady gig is with Trey. I do now play Broadway a lot. I also do Trey's podcast. I do your podcast. I like anything that will like get me into something else. And like, you can always learn stuff. I didn't know nothing about any of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I figured it out. And now, like, we're doing we're doing this constantly. I I go help. Like, Wells will call me. Like, he needed a drum kit for Colby's video. I was like, sure, yeah, like I'll go do that. Mitch needs anything. I don't like. I don't mind helping anybody out. You get yeah. to this town, it's just get out and do whatever you got to do. Just meet anybody you can. Yeah. You'll find some work somewhere. Like it's not, it's not hard to do. Yeah, and then you guys both yeah. knew some people. Like you had the 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 cruise. It's funny. Like everybody talks about Georgia. I put Alabama right there with Georgia, and the Carolinas are right there too. Where there's just a base of guys and girls coming here. Like there's not a lot of people from New York and Nashville. So the folks that are from New York, I'm very tight with. You know, yeah. like you came. You had a had a, had some friends, some some guys that you're still very involved with on the. I think on the managerial side. Yeah, yeah, still manage. So what was it like for you coming up here with those guys? Well. When I first came here, you know, we, me and Clay Barker uh, went to Auburn together. That's how we met. When we graduated, we we're like, "What do we do now?" And the options were like, stay in Auburn, move home, or move to Nashville. And we're like, "Well, if we're gonna do music, we got to go to Nashville. Like, let's not stay at home. Like, that's boring." There are a lot of people that stay in Bama though and do the local, like, do that scene. Yeah, and that's fine. But you know, my thing was, if we're gonna do it and we're gonna push, let's push. So we're like, who do we know that lives in Nashville? And ironically, right when we started doing the Alabama circuit, I shared one of Trey's uh, songs. 
Uh, it was Lying X to me. Oh, wow. You know, Lying X to yep, me. Yep, throwback. And uh, my cousin that I grew up with, who was like my brother, um, called me, and he was like, hey, dude, how do you know Trey Lewis? And, and my cousin lives in uh, California now. And I was like, dude, how do you know Trey Lewis? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he was like, dude, uh, you know, I don't know how deep. I don't want to go too deep into this. But my cousin went to rehab, and Trey worked at the rehab center. Oh, Bradford. Yeah, and so Trey was my cousin's intake guy. Wow. And so long story short, my cousin was like, hey, dude, Trey saved my life. Like, wow. Trey was the guy That's that crazy. kept me in rehab. And, like, he is the reason that I completed the program. And I was like, oh, shit. Cool. So then I was like, I saw Trey at a Christmas thing at Zydeco, and I was like, I went up to him and introduced myself. We became cool. We're going to wait on McElwain to get his beer. Yeah, he's just getting more beers and just <laughs> beering everybody. He's got two under the table. Nick's got two. Wales is on his second. That's crazy. So day. we became really cool, and and I knew that Trey had just moved to Nashville six months prior, and I called him. I was like, hey, dude, I want to move to Nashville. What like what tips do you have? I called him and Matt Wallace because I met Matt on the road with Muscadine. Money Matt. And – um. You know, I got both their advice, and Trey was like, dude, I hate where I live. And he was like, if you'll move up here, I'll I'll leave my lease right now, and I'll live with you guys. And so we did. We got Canberra Court. We never saw it. We, like, blindly applied and blindly got accepted, and we got here. And, of course, it was not what it looked like in the never four is. photos. Definitely don't look like what it looks were, like after like, y'all yeah, left. Yeah, were, you guys, <laughs> no. were, you guys, were you guys Main Street Renewal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was me. I've done that too. You never yeah. know what you're gonna get. The living room was yeah, it was terrible. But uh so we moved here and my one rule was like, hey guys, we have to go out and meet people. Cause if not, we should be in Alabama. So so that kind of answers, you know, when you moved here. And and we did. We went out and met everybody and just shook hands. And you never know who you run into in this town. Um, so I can attest to that. I think getting to know people, like like uh McElwain said, you know, last week I needed a lav mic. Which is a mic you just hook, yeah, for like close up stuff. And I called Wells, and he was like, "Yeah, dude, just come by." And it was that easy. Like so, little things like that, you know, mean the world. Uh, and it, you just got to know people to have that happen. Yeah. Where was your first spot where you were starting to really meet people? Were you a whiskey jam guy? Were you a revival guy? I know you came out to our stuff a little bit local. We went to whiskey jam, uh, you know, because that was just the easy one. Uh. So I guess Whiskey Jam and then kind of Live Oak. I don't know. Yeah. I did yeah. the Tin Roof thing for a little, like the, at least I came up. Anytime I came revival up, I'd go was Revival, big. yeah. yeah the revival, Tin yeah. Roof, yeah, we did that. We did that yeah. for sure. My first night in town, we went to Revival and saw Ray Fulcher. That was my very first night. I yeah. remember that. Yeah, my first time. my first revival was um, the, the the 300, they call themselves the uh, the 300 Pounder Club. It, it was, at the time, it was Combs. Um, Channing Wilson and Rob Snyder all on the pew together. Thought that was gonna, it was gonna nice. they were making the jokes in Kermit. <laughs> it was when um, she got the best of me, went number one. So that was like 2018. So that was my first revival. I was like, fuck, these, writer, these writers around things Damn, are cool. I don't, I don't know about doing it on a church pew, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sucks they don't do it no more, too. Yeah, they're yeah. they're in, they're in kind of a spot. What about for you, Wales? Because you knew some some folks, like you knew me to an extent. You knew Gary and Charlie. Yeah, like, you like, had some I mean, homies here. The only people I really knew is, was like Gary and Charlie when I first started to nashville and so like i would come to nashville and i would like we we come up for a couple of days and i'd be like all right well like let me just like you know come up to shoot a video or whatever and i remember yeah. we were up here shooting like i want to say it was like one of the very first ones we did where i think it might have been down on the dirt road or like missed that truck like one of those like very first ones um and like a bunch of those guys like dylan marlowe tyler chambers ryan nelson um chad bishop 
Lee Langston, they were like in. If you watch the Miss That Truck video from Musk and I, like they're in the one of the very yeah, last they're scenes. The guy, they're the guys with yeah. the shotguns ready and, to um, go. Yeah. And like, and as far as I know, like those are the only other people I knew in Nashville because yeah. I, I met them. <laughs> and so, like, I remember one night I went to Whiskey Jam and um, by myself because I was like, oh, like, I'm just going to go to Whiskey Jam. Yeah, like, Paige wasn't even here yet, right? No, no, no. This actually was probably even pre Paige. I don't oh, think wow. we were even single dating. Single Wales. Yeah, single. <laughs> and, uh, oh, boy. <laughs> I was about to make a joke. Single I'm not going to. Else. I was about to make a joke, but I'm not. No. 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 Shut up, Paige. Yeah. <laughs> we love Paige. We love Paige. We love, uh, we love you, Paige. Uh, there's not even a funny story behind this. So I, don't know why, I don't know why they're laughing. <laughs> I've got this joke. I want to say it so bad, but I'm not going to. Let's hear it. You're chasing that whale tail. <laughs> Dang. No, nah, I was networking. Man. I was, I was networking. Networking. So, so I remember I went. Actually, crazy enough, I only person I really knew, it was uh, Reed Halton. And yeah. he was playing no at Whiskey shit. Jam. He was living in Alabama. And I think I like followed him on Instagram. And I was like, oh, this dude's playing. So I, I saw where he posted on his story. And I was like, oh, I messaged him. I was like, oh, I'm going to come watch you play. And then I remember he's like, one of his songs, he's like, oh, I wrote this with Dylan Marlowe and someone else. And I was like, oh, like Dylan Marlowe. I remember him from that shoot with Muscadine. Yeah. So I went up to him in the bar and I found him. And, I was like, and he was like, dude. I'm so happy you're here. I've been trying to like find you. I couldn't find you on Instagram or anything. I want you. I want you to shoot a video for me. And I was like, okay, great. Like I didn't know this <laughs> how that works. Like okay, yeah. like because like Muskegon was the only people we, I was working with in Nashville. And um, we ended up shooting like a video a couple months later back in Statesboro for him. And um, then I started getting linked up with like a bunch of other people. And I even still do Dylan's videos. And it's just crazy. You know? Are you doing the newest? Because uh, Reed's shooting a new video what next week, right? I have no idea. No, I've never even shot anything with Reed. I just know him as like just a buddy. You know? Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Shout well, out to Dylan Marlowe though. He has a number one song right now. He wrote. Yeah, yeah. Shout yeah. Out to Dylan. That it's crazy to see his career from where he was to where he is now. And yeah, like you where been, he's gonna go. Yeah, he's like, crushing it. Yeah, like we've all been in town long enough now to see to like watch people come up, and it's like that crew of the 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 young Georgia cats that you found yourself working with, like. Dylan's got stuff popping right now. Noah Hicks is doing really well. Brian Foley's about to put out some new stuff. Like guys that you've been involved, like watching the the first videos they've ever put out as music videos, and now to see them doing what they're doing and still be working with yeah, quite a few of them. them. And like even how I got linked up with like the whole Texas world. Oh, like, dude, so yeah, crazy. what's yeah, what's that? Because like I'm not, not even from. I'd like no. been to Texas one time. <laughs> now I think in the last two years I've been like thirty times. Yeah, you've been out to Texas more than most Nashville bands ever tour Texas. Like people will tour Texas in a lifetime. What? How, how often you go out there for your videos? I mean, I'm at least out there once a month. If not I know more. Like depending oh, yeah. on what's going on. Like it's cool. Um, but no, like how I kind of started like linking up with all those guys is. Um, I started working with Chris Colston. I did the five beers video Colston, with him because yep. he had just signed a management deal with AMG up here in Nashville. Yeah. And so um, Joe Lee, his manager, like knew me through guys working with Muscadine and stuff. And it was like, hey, like, you know, you can come down to Texas and shoot this video. And I was like, yeah, of course. Like, that'd be awesome. And then I remember I was like, I was starting to follow that whole like Texas crowd because like I already like was listening to all the Muscadine stuff and they were like tight with Co. and, you know, they were touring some with Colston and whatever. And I was like, um, dude, like these guys are great. And I remember, like, I was started listening to Colby Cooper a bunch, and I was like, this guy has no videos, but he's incredible. And I just sent him a DM. I was like, bro, like we need to do some videos together. And I, I mean, literally hit me back up. He's like, talk to my manager, we'll figure it out. And I started working with Colby, and then come to be, he was in the, under the same management with like Pecos and the Rooftops, and like now is Dylan Wheeler, Logan Yankee, Co Wetzel. 
So like, I kind of got in that whole world, and then that just kind of spread to like a whole different thing, and it's crazy. What was it like directing a video with Alexis Texas in it? <laughs> I got to ask you. Oh, man, I kept it very professional, you know? <laughs> was she cool, though? That's the same yeah, thing Pekka she... said. <laughs> yeah, that's what, Pekka, that's what Pekka said on DM Monday, was that it was very professional. But yeah, was she was she pretty? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, all jokes aside, like, when she got there, like, she was there to work and, like, super nice. And, you know, she was... She did. She knew what she was doing. Like she knew how to act. <laughs> I kept. <it. laughs> I mean, I don't even know who that is. It's, I said the same thing. I had no clue. I, they didn't, really, to, I didn't really either until someone like well, told I, me about it. And I was like, that makes that I'm makes sense. Kidding. Yeah, just look it up <laughs> on Reddit. Kidding. Don't look it up on your browser. <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember, don't look it I up. <laughs> I li- <laughs> yeah, what was what was it? Can you sense that there's a different kind of style between Texas and Nashville, like just in general? For sure. Like, I mean, even the the music is the first thing you know. It's just like a little different vibe. It's like you can tell. Like, it's not just that they're going to some you know studio and on Music Row and they're recording a song in an hour and it's like, oh, here's it's done. You know, like it's like sometimes like the imperfections makes makes it a little bit more unique. Um, yeah. And I think really it's just their attitude, like you know, they they have a little bit of edge to them. Like not that they're all like a, you know, like, we're gonna party and we're gonna be like this, but it's just like, hey, like we're doing something that we want to, I don't know, express ourselves. Like we're not trying to chase this fame or chase this uh, yeah. money. They're just like we just want to do something because we love music and we want to put out something that we believe in. Right. I think that's really yeah. the more the difference. And I'm not saying there's not those guys in Nashville either. Oh, yeah. like, there's plenty. I mean, there's plenty of guys that are like that too, but you know, and that's why it's so hard to like genre the Nashville versus Texas. Yeah. Cause like, there's plenty of guys in Nashville, I think are having the same attitude and same music. I mean, even Musk and I, like they do it all themselves and they're crushing it. So they are I don't know. It. I think it's just, it's just up, up to interpretation, but for, for a, as a whole, Texas definitely has that like swagger about them. That's some, the Nashville. I, I've never been to Texas. Oh God, we got we got. You're going. Out, yeah, you're going. Next Texas. time we go to Texas, you're going to come out. With Texas us. has been very good to us. My one taste of Texas is uh, Grant Gilbert. I want to go. There's a song or there. One taste of Texas. One oh, taste of Texas. Uh-oh. Write it down, Mitch. Write it. Yeah. Y'all write. Hey, and uh, y'all write that song. <laughs> my uh, too bad. We we've already said too we have bad no we talent. can't sing it. <laughs> don't, 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 or play guitar. Don't or send it. it. Send it to Colby. They'll promote, they'll promote it and make the video yeah. for it, and you can play the drums on yeah. it. I'll have so, it. I'll have it at a round. Hey, no. So if someone writes "One Taste of Texas" and it's any good, and you record it, they get writers. Yeah. We'll get writers credit, and we'll do the video. Yeah, we'll promote. It. It. We'll promote it for sure. <laughs> for for <laughs> whoever's watching that. But what was your "One Taste of Texas"? Oh, so it was Grant, oh, Grant Gilbert. Gilbert. Yeah, and I, I remember you know I worked with him at Riverhouse, and he I remember the weirdest thing was he calls salsa at a Mexican restaurant like the red stuff you put chips in. Hot sauce. And I, was, I was like, what? I've what never even heard that in Texas. He, he was like, hey, can I get some more hot sauce? And I was, I was like looking at him like, he doesn't have hot sauce. <laughs> and and, and the, like, the waiter brought him salsa. Like they knew what was up. And I was like, dude, what, that's that not up. hot sauce. And he was like, yeah, it is. He was so serious, and I was like, "Man, Texas has got to be a different world." <laughs> hey, one like, of the most favorite, I've never like, heard. If that. we can get back to San Antonio, like that's where you'd want to go. Like me and uh, Mitch, bass player Mitch Goshi, me and him had a time out there when we were there. We our guys tend to have a lot of. fun. I was supposed to go to the Texas Stockyards for a show, but Stock Stock Fort Worth, yeah, that'd be that's fun. a crazy place. That would have been cool. It's like, the Stockyards is like you know retro like cowboy world, and like yeah. nothing's really changed. Like the the streets are still like cobblestone like billy bobs is there and it's like you know they self-proclaim i guess it really is the world's largest honky-tonk and they have like cattle walking down the street and everyone's wearing yeah. the cowboy hat like it's cowboy did you capital. wear a cowboy hat when you're in texas oh for sure 
Really? Yeah. He wears, he wears I, cowboy hats at the Christmas party. I rep the cowboy hat. Christmas party. I rep the cowboy hat. Yeah, I'm trying to get a cowboy hat deal. Oh, man, that's cool. So. Hey, Christmas coming up. Am I getting invited to that this year? <laughs> yeah, of course, bro. We're actually <laughs> planning on trying to figure out a way to do it bigger and better this year. So so I need to get a cowboy hat by Christmas. I mean, it's it's up to you, but it's it's kind of the move. Dude, it's, it's a, it's a dress up. Like, I've never, like, you're the, the Christmas party. Well, I tell parties are... I threw, I threw two parties a year, you know, our our takeover and the Christmas party. So and people dress up. Well, yeah, the for Christmas party is more. I was like, you know what? Like, we always wear jeans and joggers yeah, yeah, yeah. and shirts. Every like, we we work in a job where we don't really have to dress up. So I was like, why don't we make it something where we dress up like we're going to like a you know a dude, nice cocktail attire? Dude, yeah, yeah, it yeah, is, yeah. dude. People clean up for that thing. That's cool. Yeah. I cleaned up, I cleaned up this past year. Yeah, you look great. I, I, clean, I cleaned up. Okay. What is cleaning up for a New York guy? You put on like a shirt over your wife beater. <laughs> bigger, bigger chain. <laughs> big, bigger chain. I mean, we we look nice and New dapper. Timberlands. Nice and dapper. It ain't. <laughs> He'll go get his haircut that he pays a hundred dollars for. It ain't, it ain't Saturday in the. What drives me nuts about Southern attire? You guys dress up. You guys dress the same for like a lot of people dress the same for their football game as they do for church. It's yeah, like a, it's like a po- polo shirt and jeans. It's like, yeah. where's your jersey? Like, be comfortable with the. I don't know. I think it's just the preppy thing. The frat yeah. boy preppy thing. Like, I like wearing a jersey, maybe painting my hair, doing something crazy. I'm going to wear a game. t-shirt. Yeah. No matter where you're, not, you're not a polo and jeans guy? Like, like nah. how you were dressed at scoreboards the other night. You looked yeah. like you were... You look like you were you were you were ready to throw a toilet. You look like you were ready to TP the trees that the Alabama guys killed. That's just more because like I feel like in this town everybody's like Georgia, so I have to be like obnoxiously Auburn. Yeah, do you feel that being a Clemson guy too? For it. Yeah, I feel like there's like no Clemson fans around here, yeah. so it's like I have to like rep extra hard. Yeah, I never I get no love on Auburn stuff. It's always just Charlie. He's the only one that ever's like, yeah, go Auburn. Yeah, yeah. Charlie definitely reps reps yeah. Auburn hard. He goes hard. Yeah, because there are a lot of Georgia. Georgia people. Everybody here. Georgia is Georgia. looking good too right now. I know this probably will come out after some some weeks, but hopefully, Georgia look good. Hopefully it goes. I think, I think we got bad a couple by the time this comes out. Or, uh, it's about a month from now. We got one coming out this week, right? Yeah, we got one coming out this week. Which, funny yeah. enough, somebody that you guys both know too, JD Groover. Yeah, shout Same. out JD. I actually have a funny story about JD. What do you got? He's <laughs> uh, a man, dude. Dude, I remember, uh, and like it wasn't his fault. He was just doing his job. But uh, it was. Uh, oh, was that a show? It was Tour at a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, he's very on his shit. And um, it was at a Langston show in Charlotte, Cattery Joe's. And like, it was like a couple weeks after the Damn I Need a Dirt Road video came out with Muscadine. And I was like messaging John. I was like, yo, I think we're going to come to the show. He's like, dude, cool. I'm going to get your tickets. Like, come say what's up after the show. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, yeah, that, I mean, worked. You know, that works. And so, like, after the show, I was like, all right, I guess we'll go, like, you know, go to the green room and like, hang out. And so we walked up and, like, JD was at the door, and I was like, yeah, like, you know, John told us to come by, and he was like, no, you can't be here. Like, I just totally just, like, thought I was some random guy, like, coming to come, because, yeah, I never met him or anything. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I was like, oh, man, that's, that's like, that sucks, whatever. <laughs> and then I went back to him, and I was like, you know, I just need to just tell him, like, who I am. I told him, I was like, yeah, I just shot the video with, with him. He's like, you could tell he instantly was like, crap, like, I shouldn't have, like, done yeah. that. And he like, he let us in. John, I mean, John, like, we're like, yo, what's up? And so, like, he, I felt he he felt bad that he like, was trying to, like, not big leave me, but, you know. Yeah. Be a tour manager. Be a tour manager. Watch the green room, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. important. But, That's um, tough, yeah. You know, and it's crazy because, like, we, you know, JD's awesome. And, like, it's cool that he's so connected with, like, so many people. Like, he's yeah. crushing it. Like, with, like, obviously, stuff he does with John and then Seagull. And, um, 
Yeah, much respect to him. Dude, I found out his first job in town when he moved here. Daddy's dog? Yeah, daddy's dog. He was the daddy's dog guy outside of losers. He was and big he, on daddy's dogs, yeah. And he met, like, he, you meet a lot of people by doing that. Like, my first job in town was the bouncing thing, and you meet a lot of people doing that, meet a lot of people that you'll never see again because it's like tourist stuff. Like, did you guys have other jobs in town, or did you pretty much move here to do whale tail? You pretty much moved here. You said you were doing, like, did you have another job yeah, yeah, did, in yeah. town? Yeah, first of all, shout out to JD, though. He does a lot behind, yes, the, he does. The, behind oh, yeah. the scenes. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to give him a moment. He, JD is a guy I can call at any time. Yeah, he, same. He, he, he keeps it real with me, and you need those people sometimes. Um, yeah. yeah, when I first moved to town, you know, I was managing, but then COVID happened. So, like, managing stopped. So, you know, 10% of nothing is nothing. So I was broke, man, and uh, I had a marketing degree and a graphic design degree. So I started looking for jobs, and this uh, construction company was hiring for, like, a hire. I was I was the person that hired people to work on the construction site. And I did that for, like, six months, and I just hated it. I was like, I'm here to do music. What am I doing? Like, what am I doing with my life? This is awful. And one day my boss got an attitude, and I was like, I quit. <laughs> And it was so cool. It was like the best thing, dude, just to quit a job like that. I was like, I quit, dude. You're a dick. Just be done with it. Yeah, it was awesome. And, uh, you know, funny enough, he he called me like a couple months later and asked me a question about somebody I hired or something. And, and he was like, what are you up to? And I was like, oh, I work for Luke Combs Record Label. And he was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome, dude. So that was my first job. Hated it. Yeah. And then you haven't done anything aside from music since you've been up here. Um. No, no. Yeah, I, but like I mean, what you said, I, like you pick you pick, like pick up things. Like, yeah, you it's help like people, well, it's, it's definitely it, no jobs. Like it's it's one of those things though. Is like I like I don't like people thinking that I got it easy because it definitely wasn't. No, I've been no, with no, Trey. No. I've yeah, been with no, Trey for seven yeah, years. I'm not saying that. But and yeah. um, but no, I moved up here simply because my family moved from Selma to Prattville. I was the only one left in Selma, Alabama, out of my family. Um, I have a. One of my buddies, Murphy, he's always he's been hounding me for at least seven years to move up here. He's had a place, and drop of the hat, I called him and said, "Hey, yeah, I'm looking to move up in I think September or something." So I've been here about a year, a little over a year, and he's like, "Yeah, cool, got you a room. You pick what you want. Like, you don't even have to bring anything up if you don't want to." I was like, "Cool," and I came up. Immediately got out. Like people think I go out all. Yeah, I do go out all the time. You do. I'm, you I'm do. That, I am that guy. There's, there's a reason. But, <laughs> there's a reason when you Google but, Trey Lewis, it asks who is Trey Lewis's drummer. Yeah, that is a frequently so, asked question on Google. <laughs> but I, I felt like I had a rocket ship behind me too, because now I'm like I, I stay working. Everybody wonders. They're like, like what are you like? You stay so busy. How, how many doing, gigs in a row are you on right now? Uh, by the time I finish. By the time I finish next week, I'll be 16 in a row. 16 nights in a row playing shows? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> hitting things, baby. What job would you have in town? Like, would you work at a bar? No, no, I, I give you respect. I played Whiskey Row the other night, and I was ready to kill people. Yeah. Like, I, like, I, like what could you see McElwain doing in town? Like, in the, could you see him in the service industry? Uh, I was a waiter on a music video. You were, you were a waiter on <laughs> a music video that, is, that will be coming out Yeah, soon. it's coming out. The only yeah. good thing about McElwain is he's a hustler, so I could see him doing service because he, he hustles. But I don't know, man. I don't know if McElwain would be good, like, taking orders. I don't know. Like, 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 I like, like, like if he's like, hey, what do you want to eat? I'd like, be like. Like chicken scratch on the, yeah. on the waiter pad? I'm not my own boss, but also I kind of am my own boss right now. Like, it, when you play music, it's it's very, like, 
Yeah, you're told, hey, learn this song, but also it's like yeah, you're contracted. You're contract work. You're you're in charge of your own success at that point. Yeah. Like it's like you can't be a shitty player. Like it's just part of the job. Yeah, if you suck, you're not getting called back. And I'm also I, I'd like to like to think I'm a very dependable person. Like if you tell me to be somewhere, I'm gonna be there. If you tell me to do something, I'm gonna have it done. When you moved to town, did you have a backup plan though? Like did you were you like, Oh, I'll just Uber if everything falls apart or No, I didn't have anything. My my goal is is I'm not gonna do anything like my job's my job. So anything with Trey, that's first and foremost. Like right. I'm told to do something, I'm gonna do it. It's like I'm not gonna do anything to jeopardize that job. Not on top of that, it's everything in behind that. It comes to Broadway, anything like I played a whiskey jam, like literally it, when you're watching this, it, it was last night, but not like I had a day and a half to learn those songs, yeah. And I played them exactly like the record, like I charted them That's out. Still up for debate. If you're yeah. at the whiskey jam, let us know in the comments. <laughs> got a comment. Paxton, 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 pa- Paxton, Paxton was very happy with it. Like it was, it was one of those things. And then I've got to play another one tonight. We'll, we'll see how that one goes. But uh, <laughs> well, Paxton was close enough to Broadway to be happy with anything. So pa- Paxton loves Broadway. He's a Broadway he does, boy. He, go, he goes to Broadway. Uh, do you guys even go to Broadway anymore? Did you no. even go to begin with? Did yeah. I uh, actually feel myself on Broadway after a wedding this weekend? We were like, oh, the whole crowd was like uh, brutal. And I, I try to avoid, you know. Broadway the best I can, yeah. But I I quickly re- reminded myself it quickly reminded me why I don't. What bar, what bar do you guys go to? Um, we get dude. This is actually kind of funny. We went to Honky Tonk Central. Walk in two songs in. Dick down Dallas. Yeah, yeah. I, was on, I was on. I was like, all right, that's pretty yeah, cool. I was on Broadway this weekend too. Went to well, I did a Tin Roof Saturday, uh, Tin Roof Friday night, which I didn't realize just how wild tin, like Tin Roof is. Just like the staple Nuts, bar. Yeah. You're talking about the Mum Room. Yeah, the, yeah, that the place gets. Yeah, so yeah. started out there, then ended up at I think Second Fiddle, but then we went to the Whiskey Row, and I was having just PTSD flashbacks with the group that I was with. I was like, fuck. She, um. Um, Holly was like looking at me like, "What are you? Why, why aren't you watching the band? Why are you looking around? I'm like, I don't know how to be in here and not watching the floor. Like, I used to get paid to yeah. kick motherfuckers out of here. But they, Stephen Paul and those guys played Dick Down too. Honky Tonk was like the original multi-level bar in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. Like, that does it still get wild? Was it pretty wild down there? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was just a lot of people and just reckless. <laughs> the, the band was like, "Yeah, someone just gave us two hundred dollars to play Dick Down Dallas." So. <laughs> Here it goes. That's crazy, dude. And I'm like, dang. <laughs> yeah, I get down there now. And like, nuts. I'm part of it. And I'm like, no, yeah, I'm getting it. Like, I'm, I'm up here playing. And now, like, I'm just an added bonus and more people even tip. So it's like, yeah, instead pay, of $100, they're getting extra. like 150 sometimes. Like, yeah, trade, trade. Matt McElwain, the official drummer. Well, ha- hell, half the time now, uh, me and Mitch Goshi, we play down there a lot together. And, uh, like, they're getting, you know, most of the rhythm section from Trey's band. So it's. Like yeah. it's even more like we don't go down there. Like I'm, I'm one of the people. I ain't gonna lie to you. We're not gonna play it for free. If you're like you're looking at this camera, well, I'm not. <laughs> like I tell, I tell any band I play with down there. Like they're like, you want to go ahead and play it? I'm like, not till somebody puts a hundred dollars in that tip jar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's um? So like Broadway was a wild place for me to work. What's like been one of the wilder shoots? Either like really cool or like oh fuck, we got to do content here. What was like a, for um, you guys? I'll definitely, I'll say, like, I'll answer that question as, like, the shoots that have gotten most wild, um, probably, I mean, the, the This Damn Song the this damn song video was, like, just such a whirlwind of, like, and that, things. And that was at Mavericks in Pflugerville. Yeah. We, Tracy, uh, Tracy was, from Mavericks. I just oh, yeah. met Pegasus and then, like, the, the night before and, like, talked about the video and we were just, like, I, I mean, like, 
in the video, like if you watch that video, like Pecos is sitting there on the couch, like drinking the whiskey. Like we shot that scene like 10 a.m. And so like, I know he does. He's he's cut back a lot on drinking and stuff, but he was drinking like whiskey from the bottle from like 10 a.m. to like 10 p.m. at night. And so like the whole band was like hammered. Like it was that was like a definitely a party. And I remember. The one we shot the remix video that was a part a party too. Dick Down Dallas remix oh, video. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I've also had some like crazy experiences where like got gun pulled on us one time at a photo shoot. That was a, that was a Musk and I one, right? Yeah, I remember hearing that. We literally, it's actually the uh, the record they just put out, Dispatch the 16th Ave. It's it is the like the album artwork, the photo in front of that old little shed. <laughs> Gary, Gary was like, "Oh, we got. I got this cool spot. We can just like go like pull up to. Like we don't have permission to, but yeah, it's like around yeah. the side of the road. We pull up. We're taking pictures for like five, ten minutes, and this like big old like dually like truck pulls up, and this guy hops out with the gun. He's like, he gets from like me to you, and it's just like, if y'all don't get off my property right now, I'm gonna bust a cap in your ass. <laughs> and oh, I was no. like, whoa, bro. Like we're just taking photos. Like we'll, we'll leave ASAP." I was more worried about like him taking my camera and like losing the photo because I knew yeah. we got the photo. I was like, this is the one. But I, look, I, I definitely, for a second there, I was like, crap, this dude's about to shoot us. Because we were like, I guess, trespassing. And I had something happen last week. I was at a video shoot with Derek Alston, and someone sent me the location for the address we were going to. And I, I didn't have an address. I just had a, a pin. Yeah. So I pull up to the pin, and it was like to a, a driveway out in the country. We were out like in Dixon. And so I'm like, okay, like this is probably, you know, place to go. So I put on the driveway and I get up to the house and I'm like, I don't think this is it. This doesn't look right. I don't see Derek's truck or anything. So I pull back down the driveway and I get to the end of the driveway. Like it's a pretty long driveway. I'm, I call like Derek and I'm like, you're like, I don't think I'm in the right place. And like, I'm, so I'm sitting down there for like two minutes. Next thing I know, this truck like comes flying down the driveway, barricades me in the, in the driveway. And I'm like, that's like weird. But like, I didn't think anything about it because I was like, I'm not doing anything wrong. I just like put on the wrong driveway. Like, yeah. Back home, you do that, and it's just like, oh, like you know, thanks for stopping for cookies, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. And man. the guy, the, guy. the guy hops out, and is like, "Who are you? Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, cussing me out? Get off my lawn! Get off my property now!" <laughs> and I'm like, "This is like, like, bro, like, chill. Like, I just pulled what? in the wrong driveway. Like, I, 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 I don't, not even get out of my car or anything." So like, I like, he's like, "I'm calling the cops on you." I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Like, so I get out of my car, and I walk up to him. He's like. This man's approaching me. He ain't telling me who he is. I'm like, well, like I'm my name's Wells Tony. Like, what like, what else do you want to know? <laughs> and so and like I'm like starting to get kind of nervous. I'm like, dude, if this dude's acting this crazy, like, what's stopping him from like pulling a gun and like, you know, shooting me or something? And so like I get in my car and I'm like trying to I was like, I'm gonna just back up and ro- roll around and I'm like, I ain't dealing with this. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm getting out of here. And he like wouldn't let me leave. Like he was like standing from like so I either had to like run him over or not. So I was like, well, I'm not gonna run him over. And so I called Derek. I'm like, dude, you got to send someone down here. Like, this yeah, is now. crazy. And then I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, well, he is not letting me leave. So I call the cops. And I'm like, hey, there's this man holding me hostage on, on his property. <laughs> like, nice. I'm just trying to go to my, like, I'm just trying to go to work. Like, I'm just trying to shoot this video. And and they're like, all right, we'll send someone out there immediately. And like, the guy's going crazy. I mean, he won't even like let me try to like reason with him. Like, I'm like, dude, like, obviously you could tell I'm not here to like, yeah, cause drama or anything. My car is full of cameras. I was like, I was like, dude, like, I was like, you're just being like a complete idiot right now. Literally, the cops pull up, the neighbor pulls up that we were supposed to be at the house, and he like vouches for me. And the cops like, okay, so this is just a big miscommunication, right? And then like the guy just, I guess he felt like super embarrassed and was like, 
because he obviously was in the wrong and like yeah. goes like shake my hand i didn't even shake his hand because i was like you are an asshole <laughs> um but Dang. yeah that was that was probably the, I mean, that just happened like last week <laughs> can we talk Jeez. about though it's fresh mississippi <laughs> At uh, the Colby Cooper shoot. <laughs> yeah, you had some characters at that latest Colby video. Shout out to Black Jesus, by the way. He answered the call well for me. Wait, which, Black Jesus. <laughs> yeah, shout out Black Jesus Black for the Jesus, boys. Black uh, Jesus hooking oh, up the boys. Oh, yeah. oh, but then okay. Mississippi. Yeah. So, so, for, <laughs> so for the for the shoot, the, it just came out, Are We On Fire? The, you know, our, our whole goal was like we want to have this like trailer to like, you know, set on fire. And so I was like, trying to find a trailer and I found one to use that was like out in, you know, Columbia, Tennessee, like down the middle of nowhere. And of course, like we're out in the public. So like while we're shooting, like the, you know, the neighbors start pulling down the four wheelers. And what? next thing you know, there's like 30 people there from around the area that I guess word got out that we were shooting a music video and they're all partying and drinking and just like, I mean, I didn't notice all this cause I was so focused on the video, but like people told me after the fact and I'm like, I just thought they were just. I, don't, I, don't I thought you had hired those guys. Yeah, we thought they were like part. Well, did you didn't you use the one guy's truck? Mississippi is what uh, we called it. Mississippi, the yeah, one. Yeah, well, because because I asked the owners of the trailer, I was like, hey, like, do y'all know anyone in the? <laughs> 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 I said, y'all know anyone in the area that like we can use their truck? Just like we, I don't need like a nice truck. I just need like a kind of like a farm truck to use. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we got somebody. I was like, all right, like send me a picture of it. I was like, all right, perfect, that works. Yeah. And the, the guy in the truck was just, you know, he's a character. You could, I, he made, <laughs> made it sound like McElwain went to Harvard or Yale. Like, yeah, I, I was just saying, just had a word the dude was and saying. The, and then the night, the night of the shoot, I get back to back to Nashville, like an hour away. He's calling me at like He was calling me too. <laughs> he's got he all of our numbers. <laughs> and he's like, I think Colby took, took, Colby took my keys. Like, I can't find the keys in my truck. Oh, um, he's no. like, I, I got to go to work at 6 a.m. And I'm over here just like, I'm like, bro. I'm gonna I still to dri- have it. I'm going to have to drive back to Columbia, Tennessee, and bring this to his keys. Really? Next thing you know, it's like 30 minutes later, he's like, my buddy found him. They were in, they were in the in the four-wheeler. God, <laughs> that would stress me out, dude. But he called me like 10 times, and I'm like, yeah, I'm bro, to I don't have this. your keys. Colby yeah, doesn't have them. Matt you. doesn't have them. Yeah, this fucking afternoon, man, you spent with old brother Derek. <laughs> I hit my side by side. <laughs> this is him. Cody Cooper. Is that two people having a conversation? No, he was your voice. That, that is That's our his buddy. The, I, I got that call that night. That was the same guy trying to call Wales. But he was pissed when he called me. <laughs> yeah, he was like, that's pretty cool, man. Hey, we got the same span out. We got out. to say Cooper Cooper spin out my <laughs> truck, man. Dan, that's, that's the coolest that thing was, I've ever seen my entire life. That was pretty cool. Dude, <laughs> was it? There was some... some you had some, to, like, ease your way away from him when you were talking yeah, to him. Because yeah, yeah. he, he was one of those guys. Like, I mean, he just had a voicemail conversation with himself for <laughs> a solid minute and a it half. It sounded like two people talking to each other. It was like, one yeah. guy very... Excited to That's have had my, cool, I have gotten my phone number. I'm gonna have to call him. That'll be a new he kept, segment he on the podcast. He was like, "Y'all, y'all need to, 
y'all need some more beer? Y'all need some spokes? And I'm like, I'm like, we're good, man. Y'all need some beer. Yeah, I think I, I think he asked me ten times if we needed weed. I'm like, bro, I like, got, we're, we're I, good. I got I got that homegrown. I got that homegrown <laughs> over there in the trailer. I, I'll be right back. Well, like, he like, sounds like a nice guy. He had that one but, hitter. He's like, he, I drilled this he out. Really, he, he really drilled, was a nice guy. He drilled like, a hole in a piece of wood and called it a one hitter. Like, made his own shit. It was really cool. And I bet you, if I got stuck somewhere, I would want his number to pull me. Like, if I'm ever stuck in Columbia, Tennessee, I would give him a call. He was awesome. He he. Let us use a truck. Like, I don't know if he's ever going to watch this, but you know, we're not talking shit about. Well, him, we'll like, send it to him. He gave us. Uh, we all got his number. <laughs> I hate that. What's, dude. What are some interesting experiences you've had out in the field, dude? I don't know if I've ever had bad ones. We've obviously done like the sketchy places we're not allowed to be, but you just don't like ask. pushing the limits. That's just part of being a content creator. Yeah, you just you push the limits. I think the sketchiest thing. Um, <laughs> That I've had is I did a festival one time and I put a drone in the air, and a lot of festivals like they they won't allow drones or you have to do like a big, like a lot of paperwork and a lot of procedures and like show your license and stuff like that. So when when in reality I just need the drone up for like five seconds to get my my shot. That's quick, all I need. Quick establishing shot. So like yeah. <laughs> it's usually just easiest not to ask anyone. And this, this yeah, is not. I, I have plenty of these stories. This is not. This is not good etiquette. This is not what you're supposed to do. But you know, sometimes it's like, dude, I don't want to ask management. I don't want to ask the the production or you know the promoter or anybody. So I'm just like, I'm just gonna go put it up by myself, not say anything. Up, down, back in the car. And uh, so I did that at a festival. I hid in between all the buses, threw my drone up real quick. Everything's good. I'm getting my shot. I'm not over humans, so I'm not doing anything like illegal. Like I'm in within my boundaries, but um, I was up, dude, and out of nowhere, a helicopter, really, really, really low helicopter. <laughs> and I, dude, I'm talking. My drone was probably like 15 yards away from it, and I everything in me fell out of my ass. I was so scared. I put my drone in sport mode and flew it straight back to me and landed it, and and I haven't used it since. I was absolutely terrified, dude. That's probably the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. Like it, that could have been such a disaster. So that was the worst. I don't know. You got to have. There's got to be other things. I've never had a gun pulled on me. I don't know. Like I've never been blocked in or held hostage. I just came out, came in hot. Like that's probably more things I'm thinking about. There's probably some, but like now, but like a lot of it comes down to like you just have to like, like you said, you don't ask for permission. So sometimes you just do things, and it's like, yeah. You know, a lot of creators and videographers and whatever, it's like you're so used to like, you know, like you don't want to spend money on getting location. So yeah. let's just go find a free location. You, you've been on yeah. yachts in Miami like doing shit, minutes. haven't you? Yeah. I mean, but, but we pay for that. Like, well, yeah. so, well, I'm saying like, well, I'm saying you've done like, like just interesting settings where you guys have oh, been yeah. done. I went to a homeless man's house one time, which I guess is contradictory. What? It's yeah, not really a house. <laughs> Can't really have a house, but it was like a. He was squatting. It was a structure that was in the woods that was like abandoned, and there was like a bed, and like he had all his stuff. Dude, they in got there. communities over there in Hermitage. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You good. got like you look, you look down the trail. They got their little buggies or whatever, yeah. shopping yeah. carts for the northern people. One yeah. of the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the coolest one we got the the boys video. We had to blow the truck up. That was cool. Yeah, you had a whole fire. Shout out fire to the Powdersville Fire Department back in South yeah. Carolina. Yeah, still mad. We I didn't watched blow that. That was such up. a sick video, dude. Yeah, that, that really cool. brought the song together for me. Yeah, that's one. I mean, yeah, that's one of my favorite songs of theirs. Do you, have, do you have a video that you're most proud of, as far as like this? Tell the story. Like, like if there was someone, someone like someone asks like for the 
like what do you send to yeah. people? Like I know you have like your sizzle reel, end of the year That's sizzle a tough reels, question but to answer. I know they're all kind of like your babies. Yeah, I mean it's like I guess like an artist trying to pick a favorite song. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like uh, the one I'm like probably most proud of is definitely like one that, like that dying for a living video on Muscadine, just because that was the first like video I had directed by myself that like I had a crew and like it was like, a bigger like production. Yeah. We had a lot of friends in that video, and so it was like that was a good video. Dude, like normally if if a video has that many extras, like you're gonna need a you know a second assistant director and like yeah. a, you know you're gonna need like at least three people helping choreograph all these extras. But it was literally me with a microphone. Were you, were you at that? Shoot? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I had a round. It was but on I, a Tuesday. I was running around the National Palace with a microphone trying like to a tell hundred drunk people what to do. Because like our entice, you know, how we were going to entice people to come was like, oh, we got two full kegs of beer, like free beer to come be in this music video. Yeah. But then we quickly realized like that wasn't the smartest idea because everyone was just getting hammered and they didn't want to correspond. But like everyone did great. We just said, if y'all stay long enough, you'll get to fight. And that was kind of the. I remember seeing our girl S.J. McDonald in one of the fights. <laughs> yeah, she, got she was after. like breaking someone's a bottle over someone's head. <laughs> yeah, those yeah. those, those uh, special effects bottles. Were, yeah, yeah, was cool. <laughs> you guys had cases of them too, right? Like yeah, left over. Yeah, we, I, the guy, I, the guys like kept using them for like two shots and stuff. They probably still have some. Yeah, Gary and Charlie definitely still have them. They're definitely in Charlie's garage. I'd love to have like Clay walk in and I hit Justin in the face with a bottle. <laughs> What's crazy is like, you don't even feel it. It's like made of like sugar. Like it's not even yeah. like a. Like, when you, it looks like it really breaks, but it really doesn't. That's cool. I just remember like the, one of the first ones, like Langston, like John Langston hits Tyler in the cha- chambers in the video, and like, we had to do it, like three times. And, like he just kept getting more aggressive with how he did it, <laughs> and like one time he like like he like hit with a bottle, but he also like hit him with his hand. Yeah. And Tyler's over here just like, all right, how many, how many more times <laughs> we got to do this? <laughs> and then there's the one of my favorite shots is like um, Elijah's like Elijah Borders is like back in. Uh, Dylan Marlowe up onto the stage and like Dylan reaches and like grabs a bottle and like yep. smash it over Elijah. Yeah. Like, if you watch the video, there's a lot of like our kind of like network of like people. I think that's cool. I think it's cool when people do like cameos of people in other like other videos. Like, I love it, yeah. Like in the This Damn Song video, like the guy that picked like Dex is a uh, Paul Oliver, yeah. which is like Colby Cooper's guitar player. Yeah. And then like in a couple of Colby videos, like Pecus is in and then like um, I don't know. I just I think it's always cool to try to intermingle like a lot of other people and, and stuff. Like even like Dick Down Dallas video, like Ella Langley's in there. I know she's like not proud of that one, but yeah. um, <laughs> I'm um, in the back of that one. You're in that one. Of course, Matt's in that one. You're. I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's cool to like create like some like characters within yep. the yeah. Within my the, my first video experience with you was actually a Muscadine video. Do you remember it? I don't know. Drunk tattoo. Drunk tattoo. Yeah, that was that was wild. Too. That was the one. That was the one where um, throw twenty drunk guys into a hotel room for five. Yeah, hours. I had to. I had to. I had to go back and check on Tyler after that one. He started drinking. He like passed out like in his house. I had to like get him out of his bathroom. <laughs> like he just like every, like the thing was how fucked up could everybody get? Like there's the there, McKinney and Maxwell were in that too, and there's like the scene oh, of yeah, McKin- yeah. McKinney's like Maxwell standing on a table holding a funnel for Matt McKinney. Like, yeah, that's that cool. was funny. <laughs> I remember the Dick Down in Dallas video. We're at the hotel, and uh, there was a scene where the the female actor, uh, we were gonna do like another scene where she looked like they were having like an encounter, <laughs> and Wells was like, "All right, I need a guy," and Ella was dating Clay at the time, and she was like, "Clay will do it," <laughs> and like we haven't even said what it's for yet, and so so Clay's over there like, "Okay, I'll do it, whatever." 
And uh, Wales hands him like a wig. And he's like, whoa, wait, what's happening? And, and he like, he like, bro, I know exactly what you're talking about. He shows him what he has to do. And everybody's looking at Ella like, and, and I was like, whoa, I don't know. I don't know about this. And Clay is the most like introverted person, dude. He's like, uh, 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 uh maybe, maybe, maybe not me. I was just like, he Clay wasn't even in the video. He was there. He, oh, he did was, it was there for the first time. I remember one. he texted me like right after the shoot. He was like, hey, man, like, you think you should not put that in the video? <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I have a question for you. What, like, how important do you think, uh, and maybe you could just speak on it, but I found it's very important when working with these artists to build trust. So, like, when you're recording and you have a camera in your hand, sometimes, like, some fucked up shit starts getting talked about and you have to know when to, like, stop. Like, how important do you think that trust factor is in, in, in building that? Yeah, I think I mean, for two reasons. Like, one is because you want, them to feel comfortable in front of the camera yeah so they're able to be themselves or whatnot um and also too like like you said like there's a lot of things that happen that like you know if if i did for some reason capture like not not that it's something that they don't like you know get them in trouble but like they just don't want public people to see that yeah, or whatever yeah. and it's like you have to be you know trust be trusted to not expose them or i don't know what the, i'm not not that you would expose them or anything but I don't know. I feel like the biggest thing is you still have like trust, so they you know that you're going to like put their best you know appearance looking yeah. out towards the public eye. Yeah, I've just always noticed the moment when like I'll like put my camera down, and like the artist is like, okay, cool, like we're on the same page, like we know when to record and when not to. record. Yeah, and they'll breathe like a sigh of relief almost, like if it's your first yeah. time working with. It them. just builds trust so quickly to see that. I think to see that happen. Yeah, for sure. Sweet boys got to go. What's happening? Sweet boys running. Are we good? <laughs> I think we're we're all good. We'll keep going. But um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, like more like the in the round stuff in terms of like just like the culture of like the whole like not just like the songwriter rounds, but just like kind of like a lot of the stuff that like you're trying to you're trying to elevate in the round to be and like what do you want yeah. the impact of it to be? Well, um, my thing is, and I've I've kind of it's it gets me in trouble with some people, but like I'm proud that I don't have the B word, and the B word can mean a lot of things for other people. For me, it means Belmont. Nothing against Belmont kids, but I don't have this music business degree. I don't have the I have a communications degree, which I think I use every single day with stuff that I do for Trey, stuff that I do with this, stuff that I do on like on stage hosting at Live Oak and whatnot. But I think it is a, it is a culture. I mean, to where it's not like a formal. Thing. I think we've definitely earned respect from people for our round because of the talent that we have there and the crowd that is there. And like, I have a lot of people that come up to me and say, I've been waiting to play this round. Like, we built the excitement with it. Yeah. But at the same time, there's still the, this informal kind of thing. Like, I'm definitely not your your cookie cutter kind of thing to me, you know? Like, where there's other rooms you can go and it's it's very structured and there's all this. It's kind of keeping it light, but also keeping it like having a format to it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I think that's what people like about it. It's like, you know, it's like it's whole little thing within, it sets it apart from like any other round that's trying to be its own thing. Yeah. I agree. Like other rounds in town, you have to kind of be more serious. If you crack like a joke or two, Um, you might be like worried about like messing up the flow. So I think in the round has a good mix of having that flow, but also like if you need to take a couple minutes to crack a joke or, Order a shot, you can, which oh, is cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, we bring up McElwain. We bring up fucking Sweet Boy once around now and have him do shots with people. Like, yeah. we're very, 
we we were for a very long time we had our friends at Trailside, which they're I think getting back in business soon. But we did like we did a four we've done four twenty rounds. We've done kind yeah. of things that are a little taboo to, to country music, but also country music as a whole. I mean, I hear songs all the time now that have cusses in them in country music. It's not just not just not just a song like Dick Down in Dallas, but other song like mainstream artists that are kind of pushing the boundaries of it. Yeah. And I think in the round kind of fits with that because it is like we'll have other people that aren't even country music people on as well. You know, like we've had pop writers on, we've had rock people on, we've gotten to do a lot of cool things. But yeah, I'm proud of the culture that we built and we're continuing to build and doing this podcast. I'm very thankful that we have a setup like this. I'm very yeah, this grateful for yeah. very grateful for Trey letting us do it as part of my like deal with him with because it is tough sometimes co-hosting that and hosting this you know you run into a lot of the same kind of thing but i have questions for you about in the round uh the writers round night you know one night you weren't able to make it and you called me and you were like hey can you host the round tonight yeah and i'm a very like extroverted like social butterfly i'm very confident which is why i said hey you want to do it yeah and i was like yeah dude i'll crush that like no worries whatever and I got there and Nick handed me the mic and instantly I was like, Oh shit. I don't want to do this. Like I think Mitch was shaking a little bit on that one. Yeah. Oh Jesus. We're just hanging out, man. Come on. We've been talking shit about you this whole time. No, no, I'm talking about my first time hosting in the round. My only time, my one and only. So I had the mic and I was like, Oh shit, I don't want to do this. Like instant like anxiety i don't want to be here i wish burrell was doing this and i got up and i announced the first uh round and nobody was there it was like the first one and it was brutal bro like i was forgetting the people's names i was like stumbling on my words and from then on out i made a friend with everybody in one of the rounds and i was like hey can you announce yourself and everyone on stage so I don't have to get up there again. Whoa, I did not know that. Yeah, and every time they're like, yeah, dude, I got you, bro. Mass, and Mass I didn't never going to ask you again. I didn't say another <laughs> word, bro. I called Brown. I was like, hey, do I have to shout out the sponsors? And he was like, I mean, I would like you to, but you don't have to. And I was like, cool, good. End of story. And I didn't. So <laughs> The world's best And MC. it was brutal. I'll never do it again. I will never. You're a sponsor. You have to do it again. I can't do it again, dude. I don't know no. how y'all get on stage with a mic and talk. It, well, it for some reason it cripples me. Well, my my first times getting on a stage and talking were or be I used to have to go to like really small town like like charity five Ks. I had to go to. I remember there was one time it was a McDonald's and it was actually like right around this time four years ago because it was right when I got back from my last trip to Nashville before moving here. It was on uh, Route One in New Jersey. It was at a fucking McDonald's in That's Edison, different. New Jersey. I could talk at a McDonald's. But I had to take. I had to have. I one also like how you started saying McDonald's like me McDonald's. Now. Yeah, I know you're just fucking corrupting me. Um, sounding dumber and dumber every day. Um, hanging out with McWayne. He, um, he has the McDonald's app on us. Oh yeah, I know. No, he I showed get, me I get, on I get the, road. the points. It's great. That's pretty sorry. But I get yeah. the points. It's great. But um, Chick Fil A, absolutely. Like, yeah, we didn't have those in Jersey. They they threw a protest when they tried to put you them got in them here though. <laughs> See, I know we got them here. You ain't in Jersey no more. I have that app as well. But anyway, like I would have to get up and speak in front of people like all the time. So it's like that kind of builds up your your public speaking. But yeah, on a stage at yeah. a round in front of like the first couple of times I did it, it was, it was tough. And when it's early in the night, there's not a lot of people there too. Yeah. And it's, people are looking at you. I've forgotten names before too. My little trick, like what I'll do, I'll pretend I'm like looking up like a sponsor read or whatever, yeah, but it'll be the, it, it'll be the, the notes section the flyer with the, with the smart, names yeah. and stuff like that. You know, Trey, do you remember your first time on stage? Were you nervous? I will tell you this. Uh, when I was, um, 
when I first started going to AA, you know, people speak in AA. Oh, yeah. I've, I got a story for that, too, where and, I was anxiety. Yeah, and I was like, the I remember the first time I ever spoke in AA, I was like, I was like, had it all built up in my mind what I was going to say. And then it came time for me to spit. And I was like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, if I don't do this, I'm screwed. Thanks for letting me share. And I remember just feeling like, God, you're such an idiot. Dude. So um, for a long time, like, even I remember like being in high school and seeing people do like the talent show and shit. And mm. I knew back then that I could sing, but I didn't like play music, you know. And I remember seeing people sing on stage, and I remember being like, "Man, I could sing better than them," but I would never get on stage, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But like, I I always give credit to AA because it taught me how to like speak and you know in public, like, Dude. and not care. One time, uh, we were at the house, and and Trey still goes to AA. And one time he was like, "Hey, dude, I'm going to AA meeting tonight. You want to come with me?" And and I was like, as we spoke about my cousin a little bit, I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? I don't know what that's like. But we're driving there, and all of a sudden, like, anxiety hit me. I was like, dude, I don't have an addiction. Like, I started getting real nervous. I was like, are they going to know? Like, I don't know what to do. And he was like, dude, chill. You're fine. Like, just go and listen and, like, yeah. learn what you can. So I was like, all right. And we get there, and we all sit down, and there's two things you have to read, like yep. two sheets. And they hand them out to two random people. There was like 40 of us in the room, dude. Yeah. Let's go. So they bring the first one to me, and they're like, hey, you'll read this. And I'm like, huh? (laughs) What? And you know Trey's personality. Trey's like, no, I'll read it. Give it here. And he grabbed it, and I was like, thank God, dude. Like, I was so terrified. Those rooms can be a little intimidating, like, because I had to go through that when I I was still in college. So I'm sitting next to, like, old timers like guys in their 60s and 70s and they've been doing this long tw- double the amount that i've been alive at that point yeah. and it's like you're reading those it is yet. weird hearing your voice on like a microphone or video for the first time you're like oh god i really sound like that <laughs> you know it, uh, do you do you still think that way Mm-mm. like no. when you hear like a recording of it, you're saying oh that's just what my recorded voice sounds like yeah i'm just i'm used to hearing it now because like even this i'm like wow like, i sound like a complete idiot but like, yeah, I, I feel like voice. I can talk in like normal settings. But when it comes down to anything where it's recorded or whatever, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's not I'm, I, not. I'm not good at being on camera. I'm not good at being like recorded. But and wearing the headphones helps you kind of like get used to it. I think for me, yeah, I absolutely hate my voice. And also, really, I hate being on camera too. I hate being on this side of the camera. So like, I'm trying just to act like we're not really on it. Yeah, screw it. Yeah, how, how hard is that side of things from from the other end? When you start doing like more videos and I don't know, stuff. I know uh, we were doing the my ex came over video that you shot and like great video. I don't know, it's like the first performance shot we did. We just stopped for a minute and you were like, "Hey man, you all right?" Like <laughs> Wells just gave me like this pep talk and it's like that ain't it, you know. It's yeah. just like he said it gently, you know. Yeah. But he was just like, "This ain't fucking it." Well, I, and then I crushed it. You know what yeah, I mean? Of after that, but well, like, he just he just asked me. He was like. Do you feel like, you know, you have to build trust with artists? I'm like, yeah, of course. And, like, the thing is, like, I felt like even we have that relationship where it's like, I can tell you, like, hey, man, like, that's not what we need out of something. Or, like, yeah. if it's not right, like, I would yeah. I would hope someone would tell me that because they want the best product possible, you know? Yeah, and I've yeah. seen Wells, like, work with, like, whoever will, you know, have, like, the random actor that'll be that day. They're not, like, professionally, act, you know, professional actors. But like I've seen Wells be like, no, nah, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And Wells could actually probably act if he needed to. Oh, he could, know? dude. Until By the like, camera started rolling, there's no we, telling. When you know? we did then, that kitchen scene, and he was like, I just need you to do this, and he did it, and I was like, yeah. fuck, that looked great. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I'll hold the camera. There, well, there's always like this weird thing that happens, like, oh fuck, I'm really doing this. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like it's when you get asked to be in a music video, you're like, oh cool, and then you get there and you're like, oh shit, I gotta actually do shit. Well, you know? we were just telling the story about. It the feels day. like an out of body experience, kind of. 
We were yeah. talking before about the dick down video, and I guess you had had the idea of me being old what's his name in the video Dude, for a that, long time, and I had no idea. So I show up. Thinking we I'm really doing didn't. Lunch. We really didn't know what we <laughs> were doing that you day. So you at least a couple of days, or at least a little bit before the video, you were like, <laughs> I already said this earlier, but you were like. Yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna get um, Matt just real to be the guy. Yeah, I'm like, all right, cool. So I wasn't like worried about. But that was someone. just off the top of my yeah, head. I, I was just no but like, idea. but you had it so I told him that. That's the go-to off the top of the head though. Like, if anybody needs anything, like, yeah, we'll just get Burrell to do get it. Burrell to do it. <laughs> like, yeah. we'll it was, do it. You were kind of freaking out too. You were like, God, my mom's gonna see this. Oh well, fuck it, I'm here. Well, it was, Dude, it was brutal. It was, it was neck down. Yeah, you could. Well, like, and there was like, yeah, we won't go there. Yeah, we won't go there. <laughs> there was some awkwardness. Jesus. And on that note, um, <laughs> I appreciate you guys coming on and uh, yeah, and Sweet Boy over there hanging out. Um, it's cool we've hit uh, that we've hit a hundred episodes of this thing. I, I don't know how many numbers of writers rounds we've done, but we've done quite a few of those now too. And um, I appreciate you guys being a part of it and continuing to continue to grow this thing. And thanks for letting us surprise use, guest. Yeah, surprise guest yeah, for the last shout few out Trey. Thanks for letting us use your your fancy. I like the uh, new curtain you got. Up yeah, here. it's nice. Covers everything up. Covers all all the money that Alex spent on uh, all the money that you all mean the, I spent all your, all your money that Alex spent on the overpriced yeah. uh, overpriced uh, decorations. Yeah, it's great. Exactly. But um, but yeah, you guys um, as always, um, be sure to check out um, be sure to check out our boys Mitch Wallace, uh, our boy Wales Tony, Sweet Boy Matt McElwain coming to um, a bar near you if you're here in Nashville, Tennessee on Broadway. Um, out there doing it. Uh, he likes green tea shots and um, ladies. I believe he is still single. He has a steady, but he is still single. So y'all be sure to check out our boy Matt the McElwain. Tea. He does. Have it Her name starts with B, and uh, she's a fun time. Um, but anyway, um, thanks as always for watching. This has been another edition of the In the Round podcast. You all have a great rest of your day, and I uh, will see you next time.